0: Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Taysom Hill's agent's office, it's the Fourth and Inches show with <laughs> Jana and the Sherpa. Jana Kimmel and Scott Swaney, a.k.a. the Sherpa, with you. Uh, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, Jana, I, I, I hesitate to ask you how your Thanksgiving was, so I'll say, <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving aside from the Cowboys? Well, I
1: mean... To start with, I'm allergic to turkey, so like Thanksgiving isn't all that exciting. So I have football. That's what I have. And then the Cowboys came out and they were like, Hold on guys, you thought we might be good? Let's just go out there and lay an egg. Let's start punching people. Let's stop catching footballs. The whole thing was a mess. So I'm I'm still I'm still working through my stages of grief and you know, I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So I'm not surprised, but I'm also not happy. But honestly, I think you might be just as bad off as I am this week because your Giants actually won their game.
0: <laughs> yeah, which wouldn't be so bad if they actually had a chance of making the playoffs and doing well. But, you know, thanks to Jalen Rager, they probably won't have a, yeah. a top five. Draft pit. Well, they'll, they'll probably have to but not their own.
1: The Giants. The Giants were feeling so thankful and so generous. They did everything in their power to let the Eagles win that game, and the Eagles just wouldn't do it. They would not
0: bite. <laughs> there was a I, lot I've of more down, the defense. Giants defense is actually somewhat respectable. The offense is garbage. But yeah. It's,
1: and it's well, not all because the, the wide is, receivers like are
0: hurt either. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't help.
1: So, things are weird, yeah, anyway. particularly in the NFC East, as they always are. Um, and right now, I know there's about 12 teams in your top five draft picks, but almost the entire, like, I-95 Eastern Corridor is picking in the top ten of the draft right now. Like, Eagles have two picks, and then the Giants have two picks. The Jets are in there. Like, it's it's, it's very East Coast biased right now, I think. Just move the draft to New York and let, like, I, I would just like to maybe see, like, Eagles and Giants fans in real time hating what happens to their teams. Like, I just think that's what should be happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or they should just kind of have each team pick, you know, with its own fans and its own stadium or whatever, so that they can all boo their own general managers or Robert Goodell. He can, they could just, you know, sort of beam him into the 32 locations and have everybody (laughs) boo him at once. Actually, I guess you don't need 27 because five teams, I think don't have a, first round draft pick, thanks to trades. But, um, anyway, the Rams don't have one for like
1: it. five years. <laughs> they just, they yeah, just stopped drafting.
0: They, well, I, they're, they're zagging while everybody else is zigging and it kind of makes sense what they're Solo doing, ranking. but yeah, you know, they, yeah they, yeah, it seems to work okay for them. Although, um, yeah, they're also kind of, uh, Fallen on some hard times recently, all of the Cowboys, but uh, we'll see. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think things are hopefully going to turn around for him this week. We're going to find out. Um, But if it's your first time, we're thankful you're here, even though our Thanksgiving episode has passed. We'll be with you for a full hour until 9 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live. If you're listening after the fact, hi, we're we're happy to accompany you on your travels or your workout or wherever you are. Um, If you miss an episode, if you want to go back and – and re-listen to grab some more tips, whatever floats your boat, you can find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. We are all over the place. We've been here for 12 years. There's over 200 episodes of us talking to you about fantasy football. It's a lot of knowledge out there. Take take a gander, look around, find something good for you. We're in the playoff push now, so we have everything you could possibly need to win your season-long league this week, your daily fantasy league, just to dominate the waiver wire. Whatever you need to do, we've got you covered. So we're going to be bringing you over the next hour our game predictions, injuries, news, notes, who to start, who to sit, um, daily fantasy picks, everything you can need we've got here. It's a one-stop shop. And then if you do need more of us, which quite frankly, who could blame you, you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four, THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa, THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And, as always, uh, we do have quite a number of injuries. But before we get into that, the bye weeks are still haunting us. We've got four teams on a bye this week. Some are going to hurt us. Some really aren't going to affect you that much. The Panthers, the Browns, the Packers, and the Titans. um, But just in case you were worried, Aaron Rodgers is still out doing a media tour showing everyone his toe, which is weird, and I wish he would stop. Um, So we do have some holes to fill there. And COVID is running wild on the league. There is an awful lot of players and teams that are being affected by it. Um, The Steelers lost linebacker TJ Watt. He has a positive test. It's possible he could be reinstated before the game on Sunday. It's unlikely, but there's a chance. Uh, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy's tested positive. He's not coaching on Thursday. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is going to be the interim head coach, which – if he wins and doesn't mismanage the clock, all of a sudden we're gonna have a, a coaching problem. And also, don't forget Jason Garrett's still available because he's unemployed. So things are getting weird in, in Dallas. They're also up to. I know. I was worried he might bring him in. At this point, I'd rather Jerry Jones put a headset on and run around the sideline. I mean, Mike McCarthy's not doing anything anyway. Jerry could be fine at it. Uh, but there are up to eight positive cases in Dallas of COVID, including cornerback Nashawn Wright. Um, however, it does look like Amari Cooper is going to play tomorrow or if they're listening tomorrow, Thursday, um, he missed the last few games because he tested deposit for COVID and he was unvaccinated. So he was essentially reinstated off the COVID list today. He's on the team flight to New Orleans. Um, he was quote, not feeling the best during the week. He hasn't practiced yet, but they think he's going to play tomorrow. Who really knows? Probably he'll be out there although I just don't know if anyone else will not be out there because of COVID other teams that are feeling it this week. uh, Thanks to COVID. The Falcons Cardinals, bills, the Browns, the Raiders, the bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the jets, uh, all with players on the COVID list in the last two days. The Vikings are down two players. The Patriots are down two players. The Jets have already ruled out Keelan Cole, um, who has tested positive. He's not going to play this weekend and quarterback Mike White is not going to be cleared from the COVID list to play this week. So he's going to miss his second game uh, in non COVID news. Chase Claypool thinks that Steelers should be playing music at practice. Mike Tomlin thinks he should stay in his lane. So things seem like they're going great in Pittsburgh. The only healthy wide receiver who's catching football is now on the coach's shit list. So we'll see how that goes um urban meyer is committed to rebuilding in jacksonville not becoming a college coach again despite everybody wanting him to you know maybe exit out of jacksonville but he's staying i'm sure you're all excited about it the seahawks signed adrian peterson today to the practice squad with the number of injuries they've had to their running backs that seems like a pretty smart idea um but i think in the most interesting non-injury related story here this week, Cordell Patterson of the Falcons. He's been a kick returner, a running back, a wide receiver. We've seen him throw a football once or twice. He's now officially listed on the Falcons depth chart as a backup safety. So he, someone asked him about it. He said, I just show up and go where they tell me to, though I would like to catch an interception in the NFL. So, I mean, honestly, he could be anywhere at any time, and I'm I'm here for that kind of chaos. That's the only thing I enjoy about the Falcons. Um, but I digress. We'll get to the injuries since there are quite a few so that Sherpa can then give us the knowledge of who to pick up on the waiver wire to fix some of these issues. And thankfully I think we have at least a couple of running backs potentially available this week, but we'll get there in a minute. Starting out in Arizona, the Cardinals are really hopeful. They're coming off their bye week that wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and quarterback Kyler Murray are going to play this week. Hopkins, has been dealing with hamstring injury and Kyler Murray obviously had that sprained ankle. They both were practicing this week. they have been limited, but neither of them were practicing in the weeks leading up to the bye week So this is a good sign. Kyler Murray says he's going to play. He's been telling us that for four weeks, but I think he might actually play this week. Um, Officially they're going to be game time decisions. DeAndre Hopkins is a little more questionable out of the two, but I think things are going to look a little more normal in Arizona this week. Also, running back Chase Edmonds is likely going to be coming off the IR for next week's game against the Rams. He had that high ankle sprain, and has been out the last three weeks, but it looks like they're going to be getting healthy at the right time coming down the stretch here at the season. In Baltimore, wide receiver Miles Boykin still dealing with a finger injury. He's questionable. It looks like he's going to play through it. Um, more notably, linebacker Patrick Queen was knocked out of the game with a rib injury. They're thinking it's not going to linger, um, but it is something to keep an eye on because he is a, a very pivotal part of that defense, and they they need a defense to, <laughs> to win because at this point, who knows what Lamar Jackson's going to do from week to week. Um, the Panthers are on a bye this week, but a few notable things, one being that running back Christian McCaffrey um, is back on IR he's done for the season with a left ankle injury, uh, which is really not what we wanted to see. It's a shame because now we're looking at like the top four and five running backs out of everyone's fantasy draft haven't played in the last couple of weeks. But um hopefully he gets healthy. It'd be nice to see him play a whole season, but uh unfortunately it won't be this year. And in Cam Newton news I don't want to say Conn is out, but like I do tell you this is gonna happen. Cam Newton was the problem last week. He was benched for poor play threw a couple of picks, didn't even hit 100 yards. He was replaced by XFL uh, quarterback extraordinaire, P.J. Walker, who came in and immediately threw an interception. So it really didn't get better. Um, So maybe don't think about a lot of Panthers if you're looking at waiver wire guys this week. (laughs) Um, In slightly better news for them, though, Sam Darnold has, quote, started doing some light throwing. Uh, He's going to be reevaluated after the bye week. I think maybe there's a little more sense of urgency now that Nobody seems to be able to play quarterback, but we'll see how that goes. Rib injury, they consider him day-to-day. Uh, if he doesn't play, it would be Andy Dalton under center again, the ginger ninja, rolling back into town. Um, but Fields is practicing. He's limited, but he's out there, so that's a good sign. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Cole Comet, he is not practicing with a groin injury. from running back Damian Williams. Didn't play last week. He hasn't since week eight. Not looking great for this week. He's still dealing with calf injury. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, I, I, he also didn't play last week. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's not practicing now. It doesn't look like he's inclined to play this week. He's also not really excited about how the team looks, so who really knows? In Cincinnati, wide receiver Auden Tate didn't play on Sunday. He's still in, dealing with a thigh injury. They're calling him questionable again for this week. Uh, also, backup running back Chris Evans is dealing with an ankle injury. He's questionable for this week. And I, th- I think the thing I was most excited about for the Bengals last week was Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss, is a tight end in the Bengals organization, and they signed him off the practice squad to play on Sunday. He was ready to make his NFL debut and then injured his hamstring pregame, so he's going to miss at least a week. Hopefully, in another week or two, maybe we'll get to see him on the field. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't work out last week, which would have been the perfect game for it in a blowout. <laughs> Uh in Cleveland also again they're on the a bye but a
0: quarterback and uh college receiver there on the same team.
1: I know all reunion. worked out. I mean the Bengals seem to have something Tigers, going. Bengals, like, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all relative. You can keep pretty much the same wardrobe. It's fine. It's kinda of what um Bill Belichick does with Alabama, just scratch everybody. It's fine. <laughs> But out in Cleveland, even on a buy, there's still bad news. Um, their offensive tackle, Jack Conklin, is done for the year. He's got a torn patella tendon. It didn't look good. Uh, that's bad news for Baker Mayfield's overall health and production, life expectancy, all of these things. It's really not a coincidence that as these offensive line injuries have piled up, so has Baker Mayfield's injuries and inconsistency. Um, but in slightly better news, don't be alarmed that Kareem Hunt did not finish the game on Sunday. He didn't play that final drive. He's fine. He's expected to be fine. At that point, there really wasn't a reason to have him in, they felt. So he's okay. He's a person.
0: Yeah,
1: that's very true. Uh, in Dallas, as we talked about, there is COVID running wild. Jerry Jones is running wild. And, I mean, who really knows what will happen? Um, but wide receiver Cedric Wilson is rolled out for tomorrow night's game already with an ankle injury. CeeDee Lamb, however, looks like he's going to play. He's out of the concussion protocol after missing last week's game. He's been fully practicing the last two days, so that's a really good sign. And it also looks like defensive end to Marcus Lawrence is going to be back this week from IR. He broke his foot a few weeks ago, Uh, so that would help the defense. Certainly could use it. In Denver, our friend Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, um, missed part of the game with a shit injury. He did return, and he's, quote, feeling better. He's on track to start this week, barring some kind of setback. But moving around okay, so seems to be have dodged anything serious. However, running back Melvin Gordon, I, 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 is dealing with hip and shoulder injuries. He didn't practice today. He's questionable. I'd really worry more if he doesn't practice tomorrow. Uh, he's... Not a big Wednesday practice got to begin with, so I'm not not too worried about it yet. Something you do need to be worried about in your running back slot is uh, Lions running back DeAndre Swift, was knocked out of the game with a shoulder injury. Dan Campbell is saying it's hard to see him playing this week. They're thinking he's probably going to be out multiple games, but they're not putting him on IR yet. It is a consideration. The Packers on a bye this week. Uh, As I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, non-COVID toe or on his media blitz he's trying to avoid surgery on his pinky toe during the bye week but it's not out of the question also uh wide receiver Randall Cobb was knocked out of the game last week of a groin injury so keep an eye on that as things go out in Houston um they don't have COVID but people are getting sick it seems like the flu is running through the team uh running back David Johnson didn't practice today with what they're calling an illness and a thigh injury. Brandon cooks also sick, not practicing today and wide receiver Danny Amendola uh, injured his knee during the game last week. He's going to be out about four weeks. He's only played about four weeks this season. So like realistically, I hope that's not impacting your fantasy team at this point in Indianapolis Colts. And Jack Doyle is not practicing with a knee injury. Um, He seems pretty questionable coming into the weekend. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind on the defensive side of things, that Darius Leonard and uh, DeForest Buckner are both not practicing. Leonard's dealing with ankle and wrist injuries. Buckner's got knee and foot injuries. They're both hoping to play, but uh, if either one of them is gonna thing that is definitely going to take a different look for that defense. In Jacksonville, running back James Robinson is dealing with the ever present heel slash knee injury slash ankle slash lower body, whatever you want to call it. It hurts. It's not going great for him. He's limited. He's going to keep playing through it, though. However, uh, tight end Dan Arnold is not going to be playing through a knee injury. He's going to be out four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. He's officially on IR as of today. So the Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold connection is really struggling, even on different teams. Things aren't going well for them. In Kansas City, running back, Derek McKinnon was put on IR with a hamstring injury, so they lost a little depth there. And out in Las Vegas, Raiders end Darren Waller all of a sudden is week-to-week week with a knee injury. They're calling him doubtful for this weekend. He was limited at practice uh, today after not practicing yesterday. So maybe he's trending in the right direction, but it doesn't look like they're planning on him playing this week. We all saw Deshaun Jackson score his primetime touchdown last week uh, for the Raiders against Cowboys and subsequently he now has a calf injury he's limited to practice and we're probably not going to see him play the rest of the season because he made his eight million dollars and he's fine for next year Uh, as you alluded to Deshaun's former team the Rams have been going through a bit of a rough patch quarterback Matthew Stafford is reportedly dealing with pain in his throwing arm his elbow his ankle and his lower back so it's He's playing through all of this. It sounds like he's in mid-season Detroit form, maybe not mid-season Rams form, uh, but I think I think he's going to get back on track this week. We're hopeful. Uh, Rams running back, Terrell Henderson Jr. is questionable with a quad injury. He's not practicing today, but again, I wouldn't worry until maybe he misses a Thursday or Friday practice. Right now, it's more of a maintenance thing. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has what they're calling a hip pointer, and he's questionable for this week. Out in Miami, Things are getting a little better. I mean, things went well for them last week. Uh, Devontae Parker looks like he's on the mend. He's been on IR with a shoulder injury. He is going to return to practice this week. However, things are not as good for wide receiver Will Fuller V, who's been on IR with broken finger for the majority of the season. He is still not returning to practice. So still in on what his timeline is. They're kind of taking it week by week right now. So this week is not his week. One of the more notable injuries from this weekend was Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, who reportedly dislocated his shoulder. The Vikings aren't calling it that yet, but that's what happened. He's expected to miss at least the next two games. They're trying to avoid putting him on IR, um, and they are anticipating that he's going to return for the Monday night game at Chicago. Probably not the defense I'd want to face for coming back from a dislocated shoulder, but Kirk Cousins and the Vikings didn't ask me, so... My opinion has no weight here out in new Orleans. Alvin Kamara's missed three straight games and it's not looking good for this week. It may be a fourth. He's questionable. They are going to get running back Mark Ingram, II back after missing last week. So they are getting healthier at running back. Also quarterback Taysom Hill is going to be your starter tomorrow night against the Cowboys. He's dealing with a foot injury. He says he's going to be fine. It's all about pain management. So we shall see the Sherpas giants went out and won a game last week and, you know, the sky is falling now. Also, the entire offense is injured. Daniel Jones had a strained neck, which he reportedly got on, like, the second play of the game and kept playing because he's crazy, kind of like he's crazy. But he's doubtful going to the weekend unless you ask Daniel Jones. He says he's going to play. Um, he's limited in practice. He's planning on practicing all week. The Giants are not planning on him playing. So Mike Glennon is more than likely going to be your starter. Not entirely sure he's going to throw to, though. Um they, not only are they injured, but the entire wide receiver seem to also be sick. John Ross is sick. He's not practicing. Sterling Shepard's still dealing with a quad injury. He's not practicing. Kadarius Tony is dealing with a quad injury. He's not practicing. Tight end Kyle Rudolph is dealing with an ankle injury. He's not practicing. So pretty much Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton are the only ones who, who did practice today, and hopefully Mike Lennon. Um, in New York, as we mentioned, uh, they're already down a running back to co- – or a wide receiver to COVID – Corey Davis is also not practicing. He's dealing with a groin injury in Philadelphia. Their offense, we're not entirely sure what it'll look like either. Uh, Jalen Hurts has a sore ankle. He hurt his ankle this week. He's, depending who you ask, very questionable or questionable going into this week's game, which on the bright side means we might have a Gardner Minshew sighting people. So get excited. They do have a bye week next week, he was limited as a uh today at practice. He, jalen Hurts says he's going to play through i don't know if i'd want him to even if he's healthy but that's neither here nor there running back wise they're dealing with some problems boston scott also sick not practicing jordan howard's not practicing with a knee injury miles sanders was limited with that ankle injury he's been dealing with and wide receiver Devonte smith is also sick and not practicing out in pittsburgh's head in prep, fryer Muth is out of concussion protocol fully practicing that's a very good sign Big Ben's not practicing. It's a Wednesday. He never does. He's still going to play, unfortunately, for Steelers fans. Chase Claypool also limited at practice. He is still dealing with that toe injury. He played through it last week. He will again this week. In uh, San Francisco, Debo Samuel was knocked out of the game uh, with a strained groin last week. He's going to miss one to two weeks. He's not practicing. Uh, He hasn't officially been ruled out, but he's not going to play. Also, running back Trey Sermon is probably going to end up on IR with a sprained ankle, so Elijah Mitchell needs to get healthy fast. In Tampa Bay, Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown is going to miss another two games with that ankle sprain, so have, have a plan B there. Maybe a Chris Godwin. Whatever it is, it's not going to be Antonio Brown. And then the always lovable WTF or Washington football team, are dealing with a few injuries as well. Obviously, the most notable is kicker Joey Sly, who's on IR with hamstring injury. Maybe people are also concerned about JD McKissick not practicing. He's got a concussion, very questionable going into the weekend. Running back Antonio Gibson and tight end Ricky Seals-Jones and tight end Logan Thomas or, and the wide receiver Curtis Samuel were all this limited at practice today. They all look like they're planning on playing with shin, hip, hamstring, and groin injuries, respectively. So, in the long absence. <laughs> what have you been up
0: to? <laughs> I'm just listening sitting here listening intently, as I always do. <laughs> always.
1: <laughs> so we have uh a few players that we're gonna need to replace on the waiver wire this week. Do you have any suggestions?
0: Sure. Um obviously if he's still available in your league, uh, Alexander Hamilton Madison is uh
1: yeah number one on my
0: (laughs) list um jamal williams um also in that same game with detroit uh, would be on that list uh boston scott as you alluded to is injured but uh i'm not sure he might have a bruised ego after the fumble at the end of the um, game not
1: a good look yes the giants there
0: no uh Chuba Hubbard is uh, on a bye this week, but might be worth stashing if you have the room, especially if you've lost either uh, Christian McCaffrey or uh, Dalvin Cook. And then uh, also Sony Michelle. if you want to take a flyer on somebody who may get some uh, garbage time um, minutes this week, uh, in a game that the Rams should uh, fairly easily snap their three-game losing streak. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's there's some decent options. Better than we've had, at least,
0: for the last couple of weeks at of running back. Yeah, it's it's still a pretty short list, and obviously yeah. Chuba Hubbard isn't going to do you much this week. But, yeah, Alexander Madison and uh, Jamal Williams, if either of them are available on your league's waiver wire, definitely worth an investment. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Okay, moving over to wide receivers, uh, Van Jefferson, top of my list. Uh, Kadarius Toney, you know, again, um, may not be fully healthy, but has more upside than most of the guys on the waiver wire for wide receivers at this point. Same thing with Curtis Samuel. Uh, A.J. Green, the only healthy part of the A.J. Colors duo at this point. Russell Gage. No, A.J.
1: Colors, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Nicole Hardman, T.Y. Hilton, and Namon Ross, St. Brown, uh also, guys, to consider uh, depending on your uh, degree of desperation there.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not that bad. But we know there's some deep leagues out there.
0: Times are tough. Yes, I'm um, moving over to quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke is the top of my list. Uh, that game with uh, Las Vegas this week uh, could very well be a shootout. Taysom Hill, Gardner Minshew, if he ends up playing. Uh, Toataga oh, so. <laughs> Um what well, you hope that he's injured, or you hope? I, would, that, uh, I know. Minshew I hope. Play? I
1: hope Gardner Minshew plays. I don't think Jalen Jalen Hurts is the answer, even when he's healthy. Let alone with a bad leg, he can't throw. Now he can't run. Let alone
0: when he's living up to his last name.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> right. um, Gardner
1: Minshew forever.
0: Toataga um Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. And then uh, if you're really desperate, Justin Fields and uh, Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Yeah, hopefully hopefully you're not Justin Fields desperate. We can only hope for you.
0: Okay. Um, tight end wise, uh, Foster Moreau makes an interesting uh, speculative mm-hmm. pickup, um, especially if you're a Darren Waller owner or just want to exploit the situation there. Tyler Conklin, Jared Cook, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, um, if he's healthy, and uh, Gerald Everett um, would be on my list uh, for tight ends to pick up. Any any additions <laughs> to the list?
1: Um. No, I mean, I like Gerald Everett. I just feel like the, the Seahawks at some point have to get it together. Like, I think they're going to focus a lot more on throwing this week, but, you know, it is, it is a flyer. But at this point, anyone on the waiver wire is.
0: Yes, and then for... Defenses you might want to stream this week that are widely available. There's Minnesota is playing at Detroit. Giants are um, at Miami. uh, Kansas City hosting Denver. Um, Miami hosting the Giants. And then the Jets uh, are uh, hosting Philadelphia. Those are all some defenses that I think might do well this week that are widely available on the waiver wire.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. There's, There's some good... Good defensive matchups that you can snag on the waiver wire to stream this week.
0: Yeah. I mean last week was well, I'm not one to talk because I didn't do very well in the game picks, but uh I could
1: foresee <laughs> another week. It was a of, weird uh, week.
0: Low scoring games. You were right there. It was it
1: was just so. especially the the morning games as I like to call them on on Sunday, just a lot of weird.
0: Yes. Yes, so um, shall we get into uh, our uh, top ten and avoid list? Yeah. ten to avoid list? Yeah, let's,
1: let's get crazy. Unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey okay. is not at the top of either of our
0: lists this week. <laughs> at the top of the injured now for the year list. Unless sure Dalvin, no, Dalvin comes sure not on that list is. yet. No, not yet, okay. hopefully not. Anyway. Uh, running back city like this week, who are your top ten?
1: um jonathan taylor at the top of my list austin eckler joe mixon kind of one two three there i think are are cut above of everybody else james connor at four leonard fournette who obviously had a huge week last week alexander madison hamilton madison he unfortunately not dalvin cook elijah mitchell I'm in san francisco cordell patterson safety running back kick returner wide receiver i'd like him in my lineup daryl henderson and ezekiel elliott running on my top ten
0: So we have a lot of overlap. I have Jonathan Taylor at the top of my list, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, Alexander Madison, Miles Gaskin, and Elijah Mitchell uh, rounding out my top ten and honorable mentions to uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in Boston Scott if uh, he's healthy enough, if he's recovered from his bruised ego.
1: I don't know if he's going (laughs) to... Things, things are tough and Philly. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of overlap for us from running backs this week. Who knows how that bodes for the rest of the show? But uh my void list, Jordan Howard's at the top of it, sick, not that productive, things aren't good there. Ronald Jones II, who is firmly not gonna be usurping Leonard Fernand anytime soon. Mike Davis, Sony Michelle, Latavius Murray, uh, Kenyon Drake, Naheem Hines, Alvin Kamara. Even if he plays I don't wanna start him. I don't like anything about what's going on with the injury. And um just Melvin Ingram's just just healthier and it's a better option. So stay away from it. Ty Johnson and Alex Collins.
0: So um, we have some overlap on this list too. Alvin Kamara at the top of my list, James Robinson, David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, Najee Harris, Melvin Gordon, Jamal Williams, Javante Williams, David Johnson, and Ty Johnson. So not a good week. To be a running back, if your uh, last name not is Williams or Johnson.
1: No, no, it is not. And uh,
0: <laughs> dishonorable mention to Mike Davis, Alex Collins, and Tevin Coleman.
1: Oh, the it's a this tough place to be the dishonorable
0: mention. How about wide receivers? Do you like it? Uh, Cooper Cup at the top of my list: Jamar Chase, yep. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Hunter Renfro, who had a nice game against your Cowboys. Devin Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Pittman, and honorable mentions to T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, and Odell Beckham Jr. Assuming he's healthy enough to play.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's so helping. Um, I would, I would like to see him be healthy just for a little bit. Um, he did catch for such touchdown last week. That was nice. I also have Cooper Cup at the top of my list, Justin Jefferson at two, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Marquise Brown, Jalen Waddle, who I would like to see Waddle like a penguin again in the end zone. i thoroughly enjoyed that. And C.D. Lamb rounding out my top ten.
0: Okay. And so um my Tend to avoid for wide receivers this week. uh, Deontay Johnson of the Steelers at the top of that list. DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, Darnell Mooney, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, Elijah Moore, Russell Gage, and LaVisca Chenault uh, rounding out the tend to avoid and dishonorable mentions to Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Traquan Smith, and Marquez Calloway.
1: Mm, Yeah. I I'm just really thought Marquez Calloway would finally get it together, but not yet. Is that Blue chiming in? Who's back there?
0: Um, no, that's Kenny uh, disapproving of my picks. <laughs> Kenny, not a fan.
1: He's a big little Visca Chenault guy. <laughs> that's my well, he's orange,
0: way. so he's he's a ginger ninja, <laughs> so he's a Bengals fan.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Blue no. Is mean, a don't Jacksonville apologize. and
0: Detroit fan. <laughs> and Blue is also a Giants fan now for Big Blue.
1: There you go. we at him a tiny Giants jersey. He, he might get drafted. you got to watch out. He could be a first-round pick. He's got, he's got good hands.
0: Get, I, uh, I think I'll get him some headphones instead. Maybe he could be their <laughs> offensive coordinator. Hey, there's, there's an opening.
1: Um, I have all be. of the Giants re- receivers on, as number one on my avoid list. I don't want any part of it. Is it Mike Glennon? Is it Daniel Jones who can't turn his head? Who's going to be out there? I'm I'm staying away um also <laughs> lavisca chanel marvin jones and things aren't looking good out in jacksonville emmanuel sanders tyler boyd christian kirk uh, i think aj green of the aj colors is going to be the guy out in arizona out of those two this week cory davis rashad bateman Allen robinson ii and Traquan smith
0: okay um how about quarterbacks who do you like this week
1: I love Lamar Jackson. I know there are people out there saying the Steelers are going to win this game and it's going to be a close game. That is is not happening. None of that is true. Lamar Jackson is going to have a huge day. Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, he's had four weeks off. He's well-rested. I'm inclined to believe his ankle actually works. I'm all in on it. He's number three on my list this week. Matthew Stafford, who's got the perfect team in the Jaguars' defense to bounce back against. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Carson
0: Wentz, and Derek Carr. Right. Uh, we have a fair amount of overlap. I have Matthew Stafford at the top of my list, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Dak Prescott, and honorable mention to Kyler Murray and Taylor Heineke. I
1: love Taylor Heineke. I'm all in on Taylor Heineke. I would love him to be Cowboys quarterback someday, but we can just dream. Um <clears throat> Mac Jones is at the top of my avoid list this week. Don't love the matchup. Zach Wilson, Jalen Hurts. Um, Gardner Minshew, however, would be in purgatory, not on the avoid list, just for the record, in case that does happen. Teddy Two Gloves checking in at number four. Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyrod Taylor, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. I only went with nine, but I feel pretty strongly about not starting these nine.
0: <laughs> um we have a lot of overlap here to uh, Matt Ryan at the top of my list, Russell Wilson, Taysom Hill, Trevor Lawrence, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever starts for Chicago, Also Justin Fields, Jared Goff and Roethlisberger and Zach Wilson. So quite a bit of overlap for us there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would just like to point out that I did not put Jimmy Garoppolo on my avoid list for probably the first time all season. I don't like it, but he's out in purgatory.
0: Well, I think that's a good call on your part, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, Rob Gronkowski at the top of my recommended tight end list this week. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, Tyler Conklin, CJ Ozama, um, Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz, and uh, Foster Moreau. Uh, Congratulations and welcome to the top 10 list for his initial appearance. Uh, Honorable mentions to Mo Cox and Tyler Higby.
1: Um, I I have Gronk on my list a little further down though. I have Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Again, I think we can we can sense that maybe I'm going a little heavy on the Ravens this week. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle rounding up my top five. Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz, Gronk's all the way at six on my list. Um, Mike Gasecki checking in at seven, T J Hawkinson, Logan Thomas, welcome back. We're very excited about it, and Pat Fryermoose rounding out the top ten.
0: Okay, my we have a little less uh, in common here. My avoid <laughs> list: uh, T.J. Hawkinson at the top of it, Hunter Henry, Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryer, moose Noah Font, Cole Komet. No, Kenny, you're not on it. Gerald Everett, Jimmy Graham, <laughs> we would Evan Ingram, and uh, John Smith. No, um, I might be on his avoid list, but he's not on mine.
1: <laughs> it, it sounds like it's possible. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, I might be on his list we, of tight ends to be avoided, but uh, <laughs> he's not on
1: mine. You're clearly not living up to uh, whatever
0: Kenny's expectations are, but
1: we'll we'll have to deal with that. His expectation um, is
0: that he'd be outside all day and that's not happening in 40-degree mm, yeah weather. That.
1: Yeah, my cat is currently sleeping under a Christmas tree to pretend she's outside. So I feel her struggle. Oh. Uh, our avoid list does have some overlap. Um, Cole Kmet at the top of my list Jack Doyle, again, not looking like he's gonna play. I don't want to play him if he does. CJ Zoma, Ryan Griffin, Tyler Higby, Tyler Conklin, Gerald Everett, Everend Ingram, Jared Cook, and Hunter Henry, who normally ends up in the end zone, but I'm
0: not so sure this week. All right. Um defense is who do you like this week?
1: Well, there there are some good things. I, I went with the traditional 10. I don't know if you brought your tears or fears, but I've got the Cardinals at the top of my list, the Buccaneers, Colts, Eagles, and Rams rounding out the top five, and then the Vikings, Bills, Dolphins, 49ers, and the Chiefs
0: are my 10. We have, I think we have six um, in common. Okay. Uh, I have the Cardinals Actually, at the top of my list, Vikings, Tampa, Rams, Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas City, Dallas, Indianapolis, and Philadelphia rounding out my top 10 defenses for the week. I've got the Jaguars at the top to of my list
1: to avoid. I, I don't think anything good's going to happen for Jacksonville this week. Patriots also on my list, uh, the Cowboys, the Giants, Steelers, Raiders, Chargers, the Bears, the Saints, and the Lions.
0: I've got Jacksonville at the top of my list as well, Atlanta, Houston, the Chargers, Denver, Detroit, the WTF, Chicago, the Jets, <laughs> and Seattle rounding out my uh, 10 yeah. to avoid.
1: Yeah, it's, things aren't good in Seattle. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it gets better, but not feeling, not feeling like it's going to be this week. Um so let's let's get crazy just dive right into uh game picks. Obviously, Got a big one on Thursday night with Cowboys playing. More weird is a foot, yes. I'm sure. Ugh.
0: Well <laughs> This game is interesting primarily because you don't know quite which running backs are healthy and going to play and you know, now I guess nope. we know that we know who's pl- playing quarterback for um New Orleans. I I think uh we can safely yeah, say that they seem they Dallas seem to be that, advantage so advantage we'll there. And, well, Dallas so. would have had a decided advantage at quarterback, no matter who was starting for New Orleans, maybe not quite that's, as big as one as with Taysom Hill as when Trevor Simeon would have if he had been there. But uh, anyway, I just with all the uncertainty, the short week and all, um, both these teams hosted the games last week on Thanksgiving and lost. Yeah. I that's guess the good thing was one of them. One of them is going to win this week, and uh, my choice is the Cowboys. I think that they'll be just healthy enough, do just enough, and uh, win this by six points. I'll say the Dak Prescott's 27 and the Taysom Hill's 21.
1: Um, I'm also going to take the fighting Dan Quinns to win this week. (laughs) I've got the Cowboys winning 24-17, so... We I, we both agree it's going to be a closer game than it necessarily needs to be. Uh, the Saints' defense is very good. They've got a couple of big injuries, uh, which could be a problem. But, I mean, maybe the Cowboys are, are healthier. I'm not entirely sure what wide receivers will play. We're not entirely sure what Saints running backs will play. So, like, it's going to be a Thursday night game. Something weird will happen. It's not going to be the way it should on paper. And hopefully the Cowboys are going to come out on top
0: next up for uh, for the Sunday early games we've got Arizona at Chicago Arizona off the bye they might have some rust um, and you know Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both haven't played for several weeks so might be more than your average amount of rust but i think Chicago's offense is so putrid at this point that Arizona's going to be able to win in spite of themselves i'll say Arizona 28 Chicago 17
1: yeah, um I as I alluded to, I've got Kyler Murray pretty high on my rankings. I'm I'm going all in on the Cardinals and healthy or not, whatever happens, I still think they can they can do some real damage to the Chicago team. I've got Arizona winning thirty to seventeen. Um, uh, I think it will be kind of a, a reintroduction of Kyler Murray. Like, hey guys, remember a month ago how great this team was? Let's say stop talking about their coach going to Oklahoma. I'll just calm down. <laughs>
0: So next up, we've got uh, Indianapolis at Houston. Indianapolis, tough loss at home against Tampa this past week, but I think they proved they can play with pretty much anyone, at least on their home field. Um, Now they're on the road, but uh, obviously the opponent is uh, pretty inferior this week. I think uh, they'll keep it going as they keep their late season uh, playoff push Alive. And I think Eagles fans will probably be happy because I think Carson Wentz is likely to cross the threshold this week. I think he's yeah, 75% of their snaps if they don't make the playoffs and 70% if they do or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it yep. seems like yep. he's You're a right. pretty good bet to uh, cross that threshold this week. And I think uh, he'll do so with a pretty easy victory you know i'll say indianapolis 34 houston 21 and uh just an interesting side note you know a lot of um confusion in some leagues as to you know when the playoffs start um the fantasy playoffs start you know with the extra week you know you would think oh just push it back a week and if you had a three team you know three week playoff thing you know you go weeks 15 through 17 instead of you know 14 through 16 Mm -hmm. but um One league that I'm in with some industry folks uh, gotten kind of contentious on the message board, but um, Uh the chief argument for pushing it back was that even though it wasn't announced at the beginning of the season is that if you start the playoffs next week, you're going to be with our four teams that will still be on a bye, including Indianapolis, which just happens to um, be the team that uh, Jonathan Taylor plays for, who is uh, the Running back on my team, but uh, my my uh, considerations aside, you know, I just think that um, Indianapolis wins this yeah. uh, pretty easily. So I'll say thirty-four to twenty-one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Houston's defense is good at one thing, and that is blitzing. And the problem with that is even if you blitz Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor's already past you. Um, so this does not play into one of the few strengths that this Houston team currently has. Uh, so Indianapolis, I've got winning 33-21 pretty handily. Like you said, last week I think was pretty telling. It it gave them a little more street cred, if you will. Granted, they didn't beat the Buccaneers, but the Bucs had to work very hard to win that game. So Carson Wentz is out there, you know, throwing for like 200 yards and still almost winning football games. So I'm, I'm here for it. I think it'll be good this week.
0: Yeah, who knows what the AFC now. I mean, you could argue that the two top teams in the AFC going, you know, coming into the home stretch are probably Kansas City and New England at this point, but a lot of teams uh, still hope to have something to say about that. I mean, even Miami. Well, on the NFC side of November things, the WTS
1: are in the playoffs right now. There's a lot There's Things are strange.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with the consensus that right now it's Arizona... Green Bay and Tampa Bay are the three top mm-hmm. teams, and the yeah, there, there's some others like the Rams if they can get their act together. You know, you know, I would like the Cowboys to this conversation again, but like,
1: they need to start winning again.
0: Would be yeah, because they're they're in my mind they're in the same boat as the um, the Cowboys and the Rams are in the same boat, and even mm-hmm. San Francisco could conceivably go on a run, but uh, for me at least those. Three teams are um, are classed at the class of the n f c now, but you know we see how quickly that changes a few weeks ago. I thought Pittsburgh was going to be a force and Buffalo mm-hmm. and you know yeah um and Baltimore and right now you know the smart money would say stay away from those teams if you're betting
1: well, good news is I'm picking a lot of those teams to win this week
0: <laughs> so Speaking of uh, oh, AFC teams go. on the upswing, the uh, Bengals are hosting the Chargers this week in what should be a pretty entertaining high-scoring game. I'm going to say, yeah. just because they're at home, that the uh, Joe Burrows get the best of the Justin Herberts here. It should be a fun game to watch, but I'll say that the Bengals um, are over their midseason hiccups, and they'll win this 34-27. to
1: I've got them winning 31-27, so we're, we're right in line there. I just think this Bengals team is playing a little more like a team than the Chargers are right now. But Austin Eckler is probably going to have a monster day. I don't know if Justin Herbert is necessarily. It's certainly not, not going to be as big. Um, the Cincinnati defense has been getting better. They've certainly been growing as the season goes. And they looked a lot different than the team that lost to the Jets last week, that's for sure. So they think yeah. I think they figured it out.
0: Okay, um, next up we've got Minnesota at Detroit, both teams coming off close wins. I just think Detroit is going to be pretty demoralized after last week if you couldn't win that game against that team they at home it. on Thanksgiving. I don't <laughs> think that bodes well for you winning a game this season. At least they'll always have – they won't have Paris, but they'll have that tie with the Steelers People to look back like on. But, uh <laughs> Put, it doesn't it roll off Texas the tongue same. Exactly. No, it doesn't, or conjure up uh, romantic <laughs> images. But uh, be that as it may, I, I think uh, Minnesota still arguably on the periphery of the playoff uh, picture. But uh, I think they'll um, get a pretty easy W here, um, with or uh, more likely without Dalvin Cook. I'll say Vikings thirty-one and Detroit seventeen. It might not even be that close. Yeah
1: i'm 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 going with the Vikings play to the level of who they're playing, and even even without Dalvin Cook sure uh you know Alexander Madison is a very serviceable backup. We've seen him for a couple of weeks do big things. if DeAndre Swift was playing, I might pick Detroit to upset the Vikings here just because that's something that Minnesota would do. Kirk Cousins will get crazy and throw two or three interceptions, but the underswift swift isn't playing, and Detroit is very banged up. And like you said, last week was kind of – that was their shot, and they blew it. So I have them in a close game. They're at home. I really don't want to see Motor City Dan Campbell crying again, but, like, he might be at the podium because Minnesota's probably winning this 24-20. So I've got a closer game. Detroit gets gives his respect a little
0: bit. <laughs> I'm not sure what was worse, that game last week or the the Justin – Tucker, oh, you know, sixty, you know, six-yard yeah. field goal or whatever that was. It's yeah, that was either way.
1: There's, they're finding a lot of creative ways to lose football games. I will give them that.
0: Yeah, I guess the only good that'll come out of it is they'll have a top five draft pick, probably in the
1: Yes. top with everybody I mean, right else. Might not they'd have the
0: first pick, <laughs> but we'll see. Yes, and other teams. In Houston battling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> Next up, we've got, uh, my Giants on the road against yeah. Miami and Giants coming off a one game winning streak. In fact, I think you have to Big win two it. for to, to call the streak, but, um, yeah, Mike Glennon <laughs> just, I'm not feeling it. Uh, Miami played well in November. Is Tua for real? Can they keep going? I don't know, but I like their chances against yeah. the Giants. I think it'll be close thanks to the Giants defense, but you can't win a whole football game with only half a team. So I'll go with. Miami 27, Giants 24.
1: Yeah, I've got Miami winning 30 to 21. Um, if Daniel Jones plays, I don't know how healthy he is. I think he's really going to try to play. If Mike Glennon plays, the best thing you can say about him is he's 6'7". He can see over everybody. Looks like a giraffe. He's, he's very tall. lanky. Very good at being tall. He could go pro in being tall. However, being a starting quarterback is less, less uh, successful there. I don't think Tua is for real. I do think Jalen Waddell is for real. I think Miles Gaskin might be for real. And like you said, the Giants defense will keep them in this. But, I mean, all Miami's defense has to do is try to stop Saquon Barkley. The rest will figure itself out. And I think they can do that. They have a pretty decent run defense. So I've got Miami winning 30-21. to 21. You
0: know what? I, I think it's only happened once before in the... History of the show, but we're almost halfway through the picks now, and we've agreed on everything. Could this be makes the me
1: very nervous second time in happens.
0: twelve years <laughs> where we agree on all the games? I don't know. This, we'll. We should know pretty soon. There's, Actually, I think there's, the Monday night game yeah. might be the the one that's most it likely to uh, go a different it's, way. But I, I we'll think like This is two or three days.
1: maybes. Yeah. This is
0: okay. I don't know. This Everybody could buy a lottery of ticket. Them. The next game might be one of them. Uh, Eagles, by some quirk of the schedule maker, are playing their second game in a row as a visiting team at the Meadowlands. Uh, They're also Rager. not getting on
1: a plane the rest of the season. They don't have to actually fly anywhere for the remainder of the year.
0: Very impressive.
1: I don't know who, who in the schedule yeah. office likes them so much, but we
0: have some questions. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the scheduling office must have watched Silver Linings' playbook the night before they made the the schedule. (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, second week in a row at the Meadowlands, uh, Jalen Rager, he managed to uh, grasp defeat from the victory, you know, from the jaws of victory last uh, week by letting a couple balls go through his hands there. I don't think you can really fault Jalen Hurts for that. He might not have played his best game, but uh, i I think at the end, you know, Jalen Hurts, I mean, uh, Jalen Rager should have uh, caught at least one of those balls. But uh, anyway, I think they get some redemption this week. I don't – it would be nice to think maybe uh, Jalen Rager catches the winning touchdown, but uh, I don't think that's necessarily how the game script will go. But I do think it's a reasonably close game in spite of the Jets' future defense. But I'll say Eagles 28, mm-hmm. Jets 21.
1: Yeah, I've, I've... – also have the Eagles winning this as much as I don't want to, but my my feeling on that is more Jalen Hurts not playing. If Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, I truly think this is a very different looking team. It would be really nice if Jalen Rager and the rest of you know JJ or Whiteside and all these chuckleheads behind Devonte Smith could maybe hold on to a football. But I don't know. Look at Dallas Goddard once or twice. I would like to see maybe a chalk outline of Boston Scott where he let that fumble go in the middle of the field just to, like, kind of keep it in your head. I would love to see the Jets try to do that. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to, so they're probably going to lose this game. I've got Philly winning (laughs) 27-21. Or
0: if they tackle him instead of tackling him, just pick him up and carry him to that spot and drop him there.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, why even bother tackling? The Eagles are going to do it on their own. They're like, we do not want to win football games. Here, just take this football, have the points. I mean, all we're okay. waiting for is the safety. That's it.
0: <laughs> I think I can say fairly safely that um, we're... Oh, I just I'm not picking the Falcons.
1: On. Not ever picking the no, Falcons. No, <laughs> I, I know
0: you're not picking the Falcons, so I know we're going to agree on this game since I'm not either. Uh, this yeah. should also be a blowout. I'll say the Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, 35, and the um, Meg Ryan, Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons, 17.
1: I went with Tampa 33-20, mostly just because I think, you know, maybe Cordell Patterson runs one in, Kyle Pitts might get one, but, like, Tampa Bay is going to run the ball an awful lot in the second half. I think they score early, they score often. You get all your fantasy points, and then everyone's going to sit down. Uh, This Falcons team and their defense is just not a good time, so probably the less said about them the better. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay um, this next game we're also going to agree on I think uh, I know you like Jacksonville yeah. sometimes but uh, on all the position lists that we went through it's pretty clear that both of us uh, really like the Rams uh, a lot mm-hmm. this week um, you yeah, know I'll, I'll say Rams 37 Jacksonville 17 and I'm not particularly sure how Jacksonville scores 17 points but we'll see
1: I'm hoping it's James Robinson. My fantasy team would like that. Um, I'm also taking Jack, uh, the Rams to beat Jacksonville. I've got them 30 to 17, so it's a little closer. I mean, even the Jacksonville ma- mascot last week got stuck upside down, Bungie jumping off the Jumbotron doing his flips. Like, they can't even get the mascot from the Jumbotron to the field correctly anymore. Like, things are just broken everywhere in Jacksonville. And as much as I love to be a Jaguars apologist, I can't find a way possible short of, like, the game getting canceled for them to win this.
0: Next up, we've got uh, the WTF traveling to Las Vegas. I think this is a game we're going to disagree on. Um, sure and is. I know sure Las, Vegas, is. <laughs> Las Vegas beat your uh, Cowboys, and I, mm. I think um, that was their season in a microcosm, uh, above-average offense, no defense. Washington, yeah. um, I, I, I think they'll hang, but I don't think they'll win on the road. Vegas is a better team at home than they are on the road, even though the Cowboys might beg to differ. I'll say Las Vegas 30, Washington 27.
1: Good news. Our nation's long nightmare is over. We are going to disagree on a game. I'm on a real heater picking the W T F to win three straight weeks. We're going for four. I've got him winning a very close one, 28-27. 20, I think Taylor Heineke is personally just going to will him to victory here. Not having Darren Waller's a problem for Vegas. I just, like you said, we're after daylight savings. Things are a little suspect. The Raiders just do not historically do well in this portion of the season. Washington, even even with a you know injury-laden team, getting a little healthier. Logan Thomas is back. The defense is figuring it out. I think Taylor Heineke is going to find a way here. Twenty eight, twenty seven. It's going to be a barn burner. One of the best games of the day.
0: Next up, we've got uh, Baltimore traveling to Pittsburgh. Uh, both these quarterbacks are, um, have been turkeys, you know, leftover yeah. turkeys this week um this season. And Lamar Jackson, obviously, the bigger disappointment than Ben Roethlisberger, just because you expected more out of him coming into the season. I think. Um, of these two struggling teams, I think Baltimore is going to write themselves. Uh, they should win this game pretty easily, unless Pittsburgh's uh, defense is even better than I think they are. But I'll say that Lamar Jackson does just enough to redeem himself, and uh, I'll say Baltimore twenty-seven, Pittsburgh seventeen. Yeah, I'm. I am
1: also picking the Ravens to win this game. I'm going for a much bigger margin of victory, and I know I'm. I'm in the minority here. But I'm taking the, the Ravens to win 33-17 in a huge route, not just because TJ Watt's not playing or likely not playing. The Steelers team isn't good. I've been telling you guys this all season, they're just not a good football team. Uh, they're coming back to reality. The Ravens are, are still figuring it out. Lamar Jackson hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week eight, I think. It's been too long. Um, but their they're, wide receivers are getting a little healthier. They're getting a little more experience. I think things are going to look better. Their defense is really what holds them together, and I think that'll be the difference. Big Ben is going to gift at least seven points to the Ravens. The Ravens' offense will do the rest. But I don't don't see anything good happening for
0: the Steelers here this week. The last of the Sunday afternoon games is San Francisco traveling to Seattle in most normal seasons. That would be a real uh, good close matchup uh, featuring two strong defenses and two middling offenses. This year, however, Seattle's offense has been atrocious, and I think San Francisco's is still middling enough that they'll win this game pretty handily. I'll say San Francisco 28 and uh, Seattle 17 as Russell Wilson's uh, nightmare season continues.
1: Yeah, things are bad for him. I am, however, going to pick him to win this game. So we have our second disagreement here. This is still a very, very low margin for us. Um, I'm picking the Steelers win 27-24. They're going to sneak one out here. They need to get back on track or maybe get on track for the first time. They need to get the passing game working. The San Francisco defense maybe isn't the best matchup, but it's not the worst. And not having Debo Samuel out there, the 49ers are going to have to be a little more normal looking at the football team. We can't be direct snapping to a wide receiver. Who's got more rushing touchdowns than anyone else on the team. Um, So i I've got Seattle to win in a close one. 27, 24.
0: All right, the Sunday night game, uh, I don't think will be much of a game, Denver traveling to Kansas City. Denver's had a couple of impressive wins this season, most notably against your yep. Cowboys, but um, I don't yep. think that yep. history is going to repeat itself here. I'll say that uh, Kansas City doubles up on Denver
1: 34-17. I've got a little closer, but Kansas City winning 30-20, to um, prime time in Kansas City, it, it's tough to see Denver upsetting them. Um, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is more serviceable. He's not great, but he's, he's a little better than average. I think the run game's working a little better. Just overall, they seem to be gelling more. And the Kansas City defense is prone to giving up points less so lately, but I think they'll at least keep it closer. So I've got Kansas City
0: 30 to 20. That's and then the uh, game – the Monday night game, which is a good one for a change that uh, does have playoff yeah. implications. Um, Buffalo hosting New England. You know, New England's been hot for a while now. Buffalo went through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit, I think they hit bottom, you know, when they lost to uh, Jacksonville nine to six, although you could argue that the losses after that may may have even been worse. But uh, I'll say that uh, Buffalo continues to rebound here and does just enough to beat. New England, I'll say that uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, 27, and Mac Jones and company, 24.
1: I'm also going with Buffalo here. I've got them winning 27-21, so even more convincingly. I think that there's a lot of teams that are going to write the ship this week, and Buffalo is one of them. This is going to be a statement win for them. Go against Bill Belichick. Win at home, get everybody back on your side. I think this Buffalo team is very good, and I think we're going to see that again. New England, yes, there's a lot of good happening. Mac Jones has definitely exceeded expectations, and Bill Belichick's done a real heck of a job. Um, you know, taking taking wide receivers like Kendrick Bourne, who weren't doing a whole lot anywhere else, and making them stars, just like he's done for years. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't think going into Buffalo. Against a defense that is much better than they've looked, I don't think it's going to be the week for Mac Jones. So, got a a little bit more of a route twenty seven twenty one, so almost a touchdown. So, we agreed on almost all the games this week. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, we certainly want to hear from you guys. And before we let you go for the week, uh, a couple of daily fantasy picks. As always, the reminder and disclaimer, these are value picks so that you can put your stars in. This is how you're going to get your points and still have the money to do that. So the quarterback, Carson Wentz, can't stress enough how good that that price for what you're going to get is. Derek Carr, same thing. And Jared Goff, take a flyer. He's going to have to throw a lot. DeAndre Swift is hurt. All they're going to do is play from behind. So it, it could be worth your while. At running back, Elijah Mitchell, Miles Gaskin, Antonio Gibson, who – Hasn't seen a ton of touches of late, but J.D. McKissick probably isn't going to play, so I think the bang for your buck there is good. Wide receiver Jalen Waddell is still underpriced. Hunter Renfro, as we saw, had a great game in prime time against the Cowboys last week. It's going to continue on that way. He's been quietly having a very good season. And Christian Kirk out in Arizona, I think Tyler Murray is going to just throw all over the place, and everyone's going to be a winner <laughs> at tight end. Dallas Goddard. Regardless, Gardner Minshew, Jalen Hurts, anybody really at this point. Dallas Goddard is going to be a good value. He's got to see some more touches this week. Foster Moreau out in uh, Las Vegas, as we talked about, has a good matchup. And Logan Thomas, who is back. With a mostly healthy hamstring and looking a little more functional in that offense, defensively the 49ers are a good a good value streaming pick for you. If you're looking for teams to stack, the Rams, the Ravens, the Vikings, the 49ers, and the Bengals all are going to have some good value there. So we've given you everything you could possibly need to win this week uh, in really any facet of fantasy football. So you're welcome. <laughs> we did. We left it all out on the field. Kenny checked in. The whole gang was here. Um, so we will be back with you next week, uh, for, with our normal time, Wednesday night, eight to 9 PM Eastern time. You can find us anywhere you download your favorite podcast, all over social media and good luck this week, unless of course you're playing us.